Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, really looking forward to this, we're going to be talking about the ultimate checklist for starting a plugin or theme business. And joining us for this conversation is someone who knows a little bit about this um, from the popular plugin and theme uh, business platform, uh, the way I guess maybe I describe it, but I'd like to, to welcome to the show Vova Feldman. Vova, welcome to Press This. Thank you so much, David. I'm really excited to be here. So glad to have you here. This is a really interesting topic, and I know a lot of um, you know individuals, developers, agencies, freelancers, you know, think about getting into the plugin theme business or have. This is an incredibly popular path uh, for people to add kind of product-led revenue to their business or just to start a plugin business to do just that. Um, and so, mm-hmm. really excited to have you here today, Bova, to kind of talk through the common business models. Uh, how people think about licensing, uh, options for you know billing and, and kind of distributing your software. Uh, and then also, I know you kind of get deep into the kind of tracking and marketing side as well. So really looking to unpack those. Um, but I'll kick us off with the first question. Uh, Vova, could you briefly tell me your WordPress origin story? When did you first use WordPress? Sure. Uh, so I think the first occurrence when I heard about WordPress was around 2012. Uh, in 2010, I started a side project, uh, which was actually a, 
a small widget that I maintain as a passion thing on the side. And uh, people started to, you know, uh, provide me feedback and ask questions and features. And many of them told me, you know, like, we don't know how to take that JavaScript and put it into WordPress. Uh, maybe you'll build a plugin for WordPress. And after, you know, I heard like dozens of those, I realized, okay, let's check what WordPress is. And that's how I got exposed to this, you know, massive uh, platform and community. And since then, I'm, you know, part of it. I like it. So sitting there in 2010 with your widget business, and then in, in 2012, kind of the demand swelling around WordPress bringing you in. So it sounds like you've had this kind of product journey uh, in the web sense. Uh, was it did that go before 2010, or is 2010 when you started your first kind of web-based product? Well, I, I wouldn't even call that as a product. It was literally some widget that I needed for myself. And I couldn't find any alternative online. And so I just built something and created a website for others to use it. Uh, I did build other uh, SaaS solutions before through my entrepreneurial journey, but that was the first one that kind of in the uh, CMS ecosystems of you know plugins and extensions. Cool. So now you're operating Freemius, which I kind of loosely described earlier as a business platform for plugin and theme businesses. But how would you describe it? Like, tell us about Freemius. What does it do? Sure. So uh, Freemius is something that we started, you know, scratching our own itch. Uh, basically, in 2013, I decided to take that side project and monetize it. Uh, it took us about a year, me and another two guys. And what we discovered is that the core product didn't really change. It was the same thing that I built in two weekends of my spare time. But commercializing the solution, you know, took three people for a year. So it kind of realized there is a huge disproportion between the time it takes uh, for developers, especially in open source ecosystem like WordPress, to build products versus the commercial part of things. And this is how we embarked into Freemius, basically. So uh, Freemius is an e-commerce platform uh, specifically for selling plugins and themes. Our mission is to democratize uh, software monetization. And as part of our platform, uh, we provide the entire stack, the business side of the, uh, the business components that you need, starting from the lower level, which is uh, things like payments, subscriptions, uh, software licensing, et cetera, and getting to the higher level uh, or the application layer, if we compare it to the internet with more advanced things that related to marketing and marketing automation, affiliate platform, et cetera. Uh, so basically you get a one-stop shop solution uh, where you can take your the code of your plugin or theme, wrap it, and in a matter of minutes, you can turn it into a business and in addition to the platform itself, we also do a lot of education and proactive help to the partners that we work with, uh, because we understand that um, developers are not necessarily, you know, have the right business background and they do need some guidance and, you know, leading them to the right path when it comes to pricing, business models, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, that's Freemius in a nutshell. I like how you uh, told that analogy around how it took three people, was it like a year or something, to, to build the systems to sell and distribute the software you'd made in a weekend or a couple of weekends. 
Yeah, I think yep. that's uh, that's something. You know, I think a lot of people build good software and then stumble at that next step around monetization and distribution for all the the kind of reasons you listed. So obviously, like you're really close to this in a lot of ways. Like you're having to think about like what models to support with Freemius and, and what's working and not working. But from the high level, what are the typical business models that plugin and theme businesses follow? In other words, how do authors uh, using your platform or otherwise typically charge for their software? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I think like the way we look at that, it took us some time to, to define the terminology, but there's the business model and there is the code architecture and many people kind of mix up between those two things. In terms of business models, there are two options or three, you can call it, but one of them is, is not really a business model. You just have a free product, right? So that's one option. Uh, the other two that are you know commonly used with freemius is uh, a paid only product or premium. So you just, you know, if you want to get a product, you need to pay for it. And the other option is a freemium, which means you have a free offering and then if someone needs the extra features uh, that they can buy more uh, and it can be and now we're moving to the architecture which is the like the common ways to to sell you know plugins and themes in our ecosystems either selling plans right so you buy a pro version with more features or you can sell add-ons which is like you do buy pro features but it's like small uh, little extra plugins that you buy and you can buy either per feature or or many developers also sell bundles which is like collection of features or add-ons in the same price so this is kind of the, the most common um, things that we're seeing obviously there are also uh, what we call in a community uh, serviceware plugins where it's basically uh, a service that is wrapped within a plugin to simplify the configuration and you know, bring the um, the experience into WordPress and simplify life uh, for the admins. And that this is more like the business models there are more like SaaS. Uh, and even though today, if we're looking on the ecosystem, we see more and more you know companies selling subscription. It, it's still uh, not so frequent to see like monthly, for example. While when you have SaaS, of course, you see more uh, companies selling monthly and you know annual together. Oh, I, it's funny when you first started this off. I, I I can see why you commented that you had to spend a lot of time thinking through this because when people talk about this, I feel like they go straight to the architecture discussion. Like, are these two plugins or one plugin? Is it paid only or free only? Is it um, is yeah. it SaaS facilitated or facilitated within the context of the software of the plugin itself. But from the business perspective, it's really this notion of like, is my, are, are, is my product free? Uh, is it paid only? Is it freemium? And then, then from, from there, and I'm guessing it also probably imp, uh, implicates like what kind of model, business model or pricing model you might choose, um, but yep. also the architecture component around things like SaaS, whether, whether plugin and so forth. So I kind of want to unpack that part a little bit because I think like, the, the licensing approaches also kind of trip people up, you know, when they think about like, well, how am I going to launch and what do I have to do and what can I do and can't I do? Um, and so I think it's important for folks to kind of get a feel for that, at least from your point of view. Um, but we're going to take our quick, our first break and we'll be right back. 
Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Vova Feldman of Freemius about starting a plug-in or theme business. Vova, right before the break, you talked about the breakdown of business models, this notion of free, paid-only, freemium, as well as kind of the separate notions around architecture. Am I having one plugin, two plugins? Am I using SaaS or not? Um, and so this kind of brings up the notion of like licensing approaches with uh, plugins and themes themselves. Uh, and, and so like, what are some of these common licensing approaches uh, that people will take in their plugin and theme business? Yeah. So historically, you know, due to the the open source nature of WordPress and uh, just kind of li limits in the market in terms of what the solutions that were offered to handle licensing, typically uh, what we're seeing in the market is that the, the license component is buying directly with delivering automatic updates and providing support. Uh, so that, that's kind of was the, uh, the default uh, model before. Uh, what we offer, for example, with Freemia is, is more granular, granular control uh, where you can also, uh, it, it's really up to the developer to choose how they want to restrict that, but you, you we, we basically, by using the SDK that we provide with Freemuse, you can control the, the execution of the product, the plugin or the theme based on the state of the user that is using it, based on their license, etc. So it's really up to you how you uh, manipulate the logic, but it gives you much more control in terms of what you can do so you can provide the same plugin uh, and sell three different tiers to that. So if someone is on one tier, uh, you can only enable parts of the code. If someone is on a different tier, other parts of the code, you can choose what happens if the license expires in addition to whether you want to you know, block the updates and support. So you can literally decide that, let's say if someone you know, subscribe to a monthly plan of your plugin, or maybe started a trial of your plugin, it makes sense for both sides that if you don't really extend the trial, that you know you won't be able to access to the paid logic because you didn't pay anything. So it will be just a fair deal, you know. So it, it gives much more flexibility. Uh, but I, I I still think in terms of because of the limitations of the other solutions that are out there for licensing, and I can mention a few of them, um, th th this is typically what happens. It's more about binding the uh, the updates and support. So um, in terms of the, the solutions that are out there, um, I, I, there are not many solutions that are, you know, 
only focus specifically on the licensing part. Uh, typically, it's licensing combined with more things. And uh, the, the most popular ones in, in our ecosystem are uh, WooCommerce, EDD, and Freemius, our solution. Uh, so uh, WooCommerce and EDD, they have their own kind of licensing extensions that you can use. And that, that way you, you kind of deliver updates, as I mentioned. And with our licensing, uh, it's the same concept plus the, the ability to kind of control, you know, what is the execution of your code looks like. Now, can I ask you a question? Because like when I think of licensing, I often think of like, quote software licensing like i'm going to have a gpl license on my um code right. and so right. you're talking about like distribution right i'm gonna i'm gonna download your premium plug plugin and then i'm gonna get automatic updates and support and it's those automatic updates and support that i think people are kind of anchoring around when they sell it in that way and then mm -hmm. you have those capabilities within freemius and other tools which disable features within the GPL software, I'm guessing, as well as maybe even sassy things. But within the yep. GPL software context, you're disabling features. But it's, of course, still open source code in that way for people following that pattern. Is that correct, Boba? It's exactly correct. I mean, because we're in the WordPress space, uh, you know, all plugins and themes, at least parts of them has to be GPL by definition. So in terms of the, the license of the software, the vast majority of the, you know, the inventory that we are seeing in the market is 100% GPL, especially products that uh, are leveraging the WordPress.org repository. Uh, for example, the, uh, if you want to have a free version of your theme on WordPress.org, you have you, like your paid offering has to be 100% GPL too. It's, it, it's not part of the GPL, but it's kind of an extra requirement by the WordPress.org team. So the license is GPL, but when we're talking about, you know, when we say licensing in the scope of plugins and themes, we usually talk about software licensing. And, and that's exactly what you mentioned. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thanks for talking through that. Those are really great points. Um, so, uh, we talked, uh, you said, you, you mentioned a second ago that you, that you feel like the three main options for people in this context are, uh, for billing anyways, were Freemius, EDD, and Woo. Um, are there other approaches people take? Are they like hand coding their own systems or like, what are, what are the options for people? I mean, you mentioned the other, or the various yep. companies that have platforms in that way, but like, what, what are some of the other options outside of those three? Sure. So the, the three I mentioned, there is a lot of focus on licensing, but there are other solutions. So we kind of segment the, the optional solutions into three. The first one is self-hosted solutions, which is a plugin or a theme or something that you install on your own server and you need to maintain that e-commerce platform. And that's in that category, you have WooCommerce and in EDD are the most popular. We have marketplaces too which is you know, a fair option, especially if you're just starting out and you, know, you just wanna throw something and see how it goes without thinking about traffic and like things Mojo like that. Marketplace and Mojo Marketplace, Code Forest, Canyon, ThemeForest, like exactly. So um, there are pros and cons to, to selling and you know, we've written a lot about it, but it's, it, it's a viable option and there are businesses that making money there. 
uh, and making good money, uh, it, it is harder to, to build a real business there these days. And there are SaaS solutions, uh, which are kind of a hybrid. Uh, so they, they do take care of a lot of the hassle when it comes to the payment, billing, payments, fulfillment, and all of that. Uh, but you still need to be responsible for the distribution. Like the marketing side of things is still on you. Uh, so Freemius is one of them. Gumroad is another example, Fastspring, et cetera. So okay. uh, there, there are a bunch of different solutions. And you can also go to the to the most lower level, which is you know using Stripe directly. But then you you're the one that need to build it from the ground up. Uh, while a solution like Freemius already comes with this you know handy SDK that does all the heavy lifting and integration with the API for you out of the box. So again, the three categories are self-hosted solutions, marketplaces, and uh, SaaS solutions. Awesome. Thank you for running that down. Um, one other question here before our next break. One of the things that really has stood out to me about what Freemius offers is your analytics capabilities. I was wondering if you could unpack what Freemius does there, and then I want to kind of unpack some more strategic questions around analytics. But could you, could you tell us what Freemius's analytics does? Sure. So um, we believe that if you want to build a sustainable business, you need to, to understand you know, your ecosystem, where your users, how they use your product, where they use your products, et cetera. So one of the things that we build in as part of the system, NSDK is a mechanism uh, where people can opt in voluntarily uh, to share uh, some information, uh, including you know who is the user, what is the website, uh, what is the status uh, of the product that it's running on the website, what is the version, etc. And that really helps you uh, as a product developer, designer, to 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 get real data and understand you know the usage uh, and get that picture of how your product is used. In the in the wild, uh, in comparison to just relying on data, let's say from something like WordPress.org. So yeah, maybe you see 100,000 active uh, websites using your product, but what else do you know about them? Not much. And it's really hard to to build and prioritize and you know uh, think about the feedback loop practice, which is you know something pretty essential in product development. Uh, when you when you don't have actual data and you need to kind of rely on interaction through support, which many times are biased, you know. Because... I feel like I feel like this this notion of like product level analytics is almost like a foregone conclusion for folks. And when they get into this notion of like .org plugins and other ways that we're we're tracking might not be as clear or or as detailed or as controlled. Um, they, they they feel kind of lost. Like, I don't know what to do, to your point, like going through support channels, trying to get feedback only as a mechanism, which can be very limiting. Yep. I want to talk to you a little bit more, though, around this, this notion of product analytics and strategy. Uh, but we're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our episode talking about the ultimate checklist for starting a plugin or theme business. Right before the break, our guest, Vova Feldman, was telling us all about Freemius's analytics capabilities or product analytics capabilities and, and, and we wanted to kind of now dovetail into some of the strategic parts behind this. So, Bova, I know that like when you add a plugin on WordPress.org that it, you know, requires the opt-in uh, for tracking if that's part of the plugin. Um, the concern I think a lot of people have when they think about adding that into their plugin is that's going to depress the adoption rate, the download rates, if you will. Um, from .org. I'm just curious if, 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 if you feel like that trade-off is worth it. Is it not even there? And it's something people are, are being fearful of for no reason. Like, how do you think about that? I think that it does uh, impact a little, but it's very little. Uh, we don't have accurate data because we can't really track before getting the permission to track, you know, but we do set, have some heuristics through other mechanisms of feedback. So we have some sort of, you know, estimations on that. We did a big experiment uh, when we deployed Freemius with NextGen Gallery, uh, which has, you know, many active installs and it had no impact on the active installs growth. Uh, of course, you know, in order to change the needle there because of the size of the, the plugin, uh, it has to have a major impact, but we we ran that experiment for I think three four months and we didn't see uh, any differences on the active installs. So I do think it bothers some people, uh, but I think it's the percentage is very little. And what you gain, you know, in exchange, uh, I think worth much more. Of course, it really depends on generalizing here. So it really depends on the product and many other criteria. Uh, if you know that your target audience are people specifically that are very concerned with their price, privacy and don't like to share things, then maybe it won't make sense you know, to, to add the opt-in there. So if you're, uh, making a, can... if you're making a plugin that's like the ultimate privacy protector for WordPress, you might want to think twice about the, uh, the tracking opt-in there. Uh, uh, theoretically, theoretically, yes, but I can tell you we have, you know, in, in our partners list, we have many like security plugins and privacy related stuff and they do add the opt-in, you know, oh, so interesting. It, yeah, so it, it does cool. work for them because if you think about it, like usually the, the typical uh, user or buyer is someone that just want to use the product, you know, they, they care. And, and the option to skip is there, you know, so, so it's not like it's uh, something sneaky. And people who are more suspicious by their nature, maybe more tech savvy coming from like different backgrounds or were burned by someone, uh, by some practices, uh, maybe are more concerned. But usually, you know, people don't really care about that. And 
people are used to connect their accounts, you know, connect to different services with their Google account or with whatever. So we, we designed that experience in a way that, that look very kind of familiar already. Uh, so, yeah, and I think, again, there is a lot to gain there uh, because based on the numbers that we have, uh, on average, for new users that are installing your product, the opt-in rate is about uh, 55 to 60%. So you can get exposure to you know, 55 to 60% of your users, which is huge compared to being blind. And that's critical for building quality products, I'm guessing. For building quality products, for building your mailing list, you know, even if it's only a free product right now and you would want to market uh, the paid functionality to these users, if you don't do that, right, even if you have million active installs, you are still starting kind of from zero. Because without that intelligence to inform your product roadmap, but also your go-to-market roadmap, um, you, you don't have the leverage uh, of your base to do that, it sounds like. Would that be a good summary? Correct. Yeah, correct. Because you don't have that base. You don't have a way to communicate with your people. I mean, you can push updates with admin notices. That's another way, but it's, it's not very kind of scalable and it, it's not the way to do that, you know? All right. Well, I like it. I think in this interview, you've walked us all the way from like ideation around a product to like choosing a platform, even thinking about our software licensing for billing and distribution, um, thinking about analytics, uh, thinking about it through the context of our product roadmaps, and then also through marketing and, and targeting around upgrades and our premium funnels. Um, that was awesome. Thank you, Vova. I uh, really enjoyed it. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Vova's up to, please visit freemius.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.